Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. I'm glad you could join us. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, we praise you. We magnify thy most glorious name, O Lord, because only you are worthy of our praise, O Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you just be here with us. Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener here today, O Lord God. Let your words be made real in their lives, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus, and let your perfect will be done during this broadcast, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you in the name of Jesus. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. So glad that I could join you today here in your home or wherever that you might be listening to this podcast. And uh, again, like I've said, I pray Holy Spirit will minister directly to you, okay? Because today's subject matter is very, very important. It's very important. And it's on believing, you know, and more specifically, uh, do you believe? Do you believe? You know, this is at the very foundation of all that we are in Christ Jesus. You know, it's all about believing. And it's so easy for us to, to forget God's presence and power when we face, you know, uncertain times and, and, and difficult times in our lives. As many times it's easy to forget that God's presence is there around us. Sometimes our faith can falter and sometimes we doubt that God is with us. Sometimes we even doubt that God is real, you know, especially when there's difficulty in our lives, when there's a challenge in our lives. Sometimes we question, is, is, God, is God real? You know, is he really there? See, well, the, the interesting thing is that God knew that we would struggle with unbelief and has spoken reassuring words to us throughout Scripture, throughout the Bible. Amen? Amen? So believing and, and do you believe is very, very important, you know. And many times we as Christians, we just kind of tool along and go about our business in our lives, you know, and, and we say, I believe, I believe, I believe. But this is time, this, this message is to make you really, really do some soul searching, if you will. Do some soul searching and ask yourself, do you really believe, okay? Because belief is so important. Uh, in terms of who we are in Christ Jesus, of who God the Father is and how he operates in our lives, okay? You know, so believing, believing starts here, okay? Starts right here. First, okay, as a, as a definition, Miriam, Miriam Webster says that uh, um, the definition of belief is to accept something as true, genuine, or real, okay? Belief is to accept something as true, genuine, or real, Okay, so believing in something means that to you it is true. What you're hearing is genuine. What God says is true. What God says is genuine and it's real. Okay, that's even according to a secular to a dictionary that 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 belief is something accepting something that is true as true. You accept it, it as being true. You accept it as being genuine and you accept it as being real. Okay, now in Scripture, belief for salvation. It's a critical condition for our lives. It's absolutely critical to start out this whole discussion on belief and how much do you believe, okay, or do you believe, okay? It starts with salvation, okay? So with that, let's go to the Word of God, and let's go to Romans chapter 10, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse number 9, okay? Romans chapter 10, verse number 9, and this would be a good time to say that if you don't have your Bible, please hit pause on this podcast and run and get your Bible, okay, and then come on back and hit the play button again, because again, it's very important that as you're hearing these messages, listening to these messages, that you have your Bible so that you can read along with us and see the Word of God for yourself and underline, you know, as appropriate and so on, okay? So again, that's Romans chapter 10 
and starting with verse number nine, <clears throat> that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe, underline the word believe, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Okay, thou shalt be saved. Underline that, thou shalt be saved. For with the human heart believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay, so as we get into this message right away, we see that it's a very fundamental belief that has to take place in your heart as you are desiring to be a Christian and as you're claiming to be a Christian. You have to believe the very fundamental truth. Okay, in verse number nine, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Okay, so that's where believing starts. Okay, if you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do you really, really, really believe in your heart of hearts, deep in your spirit, in your craw? Do you really believe that, as it says there, that God raised Jesus from the dead? Okay, okay, that thou shalt believe in the heart that God hath raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Okay, so in your heart of hearts, okay, if you can't really, really, really believe that, okay, then it's difficult for you to really uh, um, experience salvation and the joys that come along with salvation because that's where the believing really, really starts. For with Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay, all right. So we see there that it's very, very important that we believe for our salvation. Do you, do you think the whole complex of salvation is too, is, 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 is too complex for you to understand? Well, there's nothing for you to really, really understand. It's just that for you to know deep in your heart, the word of God says that God raised Jesus for the dead, from the dead to die for our sins, okay, to conquer death. Okay, you've got to believe that that actually took place. It actually took place, and that is what Jesus did, and that is very, very real. Okay, it's very real. It's a genuine statement, okay? So you have to start with, with, with believing there. And then if we go to the uh, book of Acts chapter 4, go to the book of Acts chapter 4, verse number 8. Acts chapter 4, verse number 8, and we see it says then, Says, says there, then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, you rulers, you rulers, uh, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, and, and where it says there, the good deed done to the impotent man, if you go to, uh, well, we can go real quickly there, if we go to Acts chapter 3, you see there that a... Uh, man was healed uh, chapter 3 verse number 6 we see there that it says it says then Peter it says there then Peter said silver and gold have I none but such as I have uh, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise and walk and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankles the ankle bones received strength and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God okay so that's what that's referring to that healing that was done there okay so now if you go back to acts number 4 where we were reading okay and then it, I'll start at verse number 8 again then peter filled with the holy ghost said unto them you rulers of the people and elders of israel if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, 
even by him does this man stand here before you whole. Okay? Okay? This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Okay? Now, this is a fact. This is this is Peter Peter speaking under the unction of Holy Spirit, okay? So it says there in verse number 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So there's no other way to be saved except for Jesus Christ, period. End of discussion. There's no one else, on, no other name of anyone that existed on this earth can give us salvation, can save us, can open a door to give us life eternal, life in eternity with God the Father in heaven. Amen. There's none other. Okay. So this is a, is a truth with a capital T. Do you believe that? Okay. Do you believe that? Okay. So a couple of things already we've covered. Okay. Do you believe that confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the fact that you believe that God raised him from the, from the dead, do you believe that? Now, do you also believe here number 12, which says, neither is there salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Do you believe that? Ask yourself. Ask yourself, okay, do I, do, I, do I believe that Jesus is the only way? Um, let me see, can someone else do it? Uh, can, can, can so-and-so do it? Can so-and-so do it? And there's a number of other names out there that you can think of, which I won't go into right now, okay? But a number of other names, okay? And people will sometimes ask us, Christians, well, you, uh, do you mean to tell me that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation? Well, the answer is yes, okay? And you should be able to say that to anyone that asks you that, is Jesus the only way? You should be able to ask that with a, with a resounding yes, without hesitancy. Why? Because do you believe it? Okay. Now, I believe it because the Word of God says that that is the, is the case. That is the truth. The Word of God is the Word of God. The written Word of God is the Word of God. And I believe that. So I ask you, do you believe that? Okay. Are you believing what you are reading? Okay. Do you believe? Do you believe? Okay, Jesus is the only Savior. But the question is this, as I said before, do you believe it? Then the second question is, is he your Savior? Is he your Savior? Okay, and then more than that even, how much is he your Savior? Is he your Savior, your, your savior over all aspects of your life or only certain parts of your life? Is he your savior over everything that touches you, everything that you, you are involved with? Is he your savior over all of that stuff or only certain, certain areas of your life? Do you keep some things separate from Jesus? Okay, all right, all right. For example, do you believe salvation applies to your health, okay, but not to your finances, you know, or worry or fear or doubt? Okay, okay. Do you believe that your deliverance from the dominion of darkness and sickness and death gives you a whole life in Christ Jesus where you don't have to be concerned about worry and, and, and fear and, and doubt and all those sorts of things that enter into our lives? Okay. Right. Yeah. But when the challenges come in our lives, so many times we kind of forget who Jesus is and who we are in Jesus. So again, do you believe? Okay, do you believe? It's time to search your soul. Jesus is able, is able to, 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 uh, uh, to, to save us, so he has saved us completely from sin, and, 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 and we must trust Jesus to, do, to Jesus to do that as we move forward even, to keep us from temptation and all sorts of things. All right? Okay? It, it is according to, to your faith that we experience the power of his saving grace in our lives. It's according to your faith and your belief. Okay? It's according to your faith and belief. 
to for you to experience Jesus' saving grace in your life and the things that go on. If we go to John 16, we go to John, John 16, uh, verse number 29. John 16, verse 29. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee, ask thee. But this we believe, this we believe, underline believe, but this by this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Okay? They're coming to the point where they're saying, We believe that you come from God. Okay? All right, all right, all right. Now here Jesus was appearing to them. He was in front of them as a physical man, a human being and everything, and looking at the many miracles and things that Jesus was doing, okay? At some point, you know, there was some doubt, you know, along the way there, but at this particular point, it says in verse 30, Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and need not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou came from God. I ask you, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he came to this earth? He came to this earth. He came to this earth to take on this assignment from God the Father to die for our sins and to set you free. Okay? Do you believe this? Okay? He goes on to say in verse 31, it says, Jesus answered them. Do you now believe? Underline that, please. Do you now believe? Now, Jesus is asking them, do you now believe? It's like all this that you've seen, finally, do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, now come that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. The Father is with me. The Father is with you too. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay? So again, do you believe what Jesus said there? Jesus said that you will have tribulation. I believe that. I see it in my life. I mean, things come against me. Things come against you. We all do. You have tribulation. You have times when things in this life just do not go well. You'll wake up on a Monday morning, let's say, you know, ready to go to work, and then boom, you know, you, you get a phone call, there'll be a letter or something like that, be a text message or something, something that just totally wrecks your world, throws your world apart. You know, you see your next door neighbor, your next door neighbor says something to you, boom, and your whole world gets upset. Amen. Amen. We will have tribulation. The things that are going on around us now, you know, we will have tribulation. But it says that I have come, I have be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus is greater than anything that is going on in your life? That Jesus is greater than anything that is going on in your city, state, your county, in the world? Jesus is greater than that. These tribulations will exist. But you see, the great thing that I always say about us Christians I feel so sorry, in a way, for those um, who do not, do not know the Lord. Okay? I feel so sorry for people that don't know Jesus, don't have Jesus in their lives. Don't have God the Father, God, God the Holy Spirit. They, they don't have anyone, any of the Trinity in their lives at all, specifically Lord Jesus, to give them salvation. Because those that don't know them, when for those that don't know Jesus, when a tribulation comes into their lives, they fall apart. Because they have no one to fall back on. They fall apart. 
they fall back on how how can I fix this situation? Uh, who can I call? Who can I text? Who can I write email? You know, they they try to figure out all sorts of ways to get out of that tribulation. Where as for us Christians, it's so simple because if we believe, if we believe that that be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That means that that tribulation that comes into your life, that situation that pops up out of nowhere, Jesus is greater than that. Jesus is greater than that. Be it in the form of healing, be it in the form of fear, worry, be it in the, in, in, in the form of debt, you know, financial lack, whatever it is that may come into your life, you know, emotional things, things going on, on with a family member, relationships, whatever that is that's going on, whatever that tribulation is, Jesus is greater than that. But the question I put to you today is, do you believe? Amen. Do you believe? Okay. Do you believe that Jesus is real, that he exists? Okay. And that this is not some, uh, Jesus, Jesus is not some theoretical concept. Something you learn in a math class or a science class or whatever. Jesus is a, is real. He's alive. He's very much alive. Okay. Ready? And if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, then he's exactly that. He's your Lord and he's your Savior. That means he's not going to let anything happen to you. He's not going to let anything happen to you. Okay. The things, that, the, the things that touch you, the things that are in your sphere of influence, the things that are around you, your, your, your family, friends, you know, you, you, if you believe everything that Scripture says about Jesus and that he is your personal Lord and Savior, that means that he's a personal Lord and Savior to you. Again, he's not some theoretical God that just exists, you know, he's some, some magical construct up there just floating around in the ether someplace out there, you know, you know, the force be with you and all that nonsense. Jesus is, he is God. He's one of the Trinity. He's God, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All right? Jesus Christ is real and he died for you. That means that if you've confessed him with your mouth and you and, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you believe everything scripture says about him, then it means that any tribulation that may come into your life, these things I have spoken unto you that you um, might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. It doesn't say you might, it says you shall. So Jesus knew back then and he's giving us a message from, what, 2,000 plus years ago, giving us a message saying here, in the world you will have tribulation, but don't worry about it, okay, because I have overcome the world. So again, I say to you, do you believe that? Okay? Do you believe? Okay? Do you believe that? And if we go forward to, um, go forward to John, John we are in John, let's, oh, I'm sorry, let's finish reading here, verse 33. Tribulation, be good cheer. I've overcome the world. Praise God. Praise God. So now if we go to Matthew, I want to go to the book of Matthew here. Okay. Okay. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Praise the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 9. And let's just start with verse 20. Okay. Matthew 9, verse number 20. And you, you know this, these events here, the one with the issue of blood. You've, you've been here before. It, excuse me. And behold, a woman which was, diseased, which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she, had, she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Okay. Now, here she had made up in her mind that all I needed to do was to push forward and touch Jesus and I will be made whole. She had that made up in her mind. Okay, All right. When you have a problem, a tribulation, a challenge that issues into your life, 
do you start right out believing, saying that if I can just touch Jesus, if I can just touch Jesus. Now, perhaps you can't touch him physically the way she did, but you can certainly touch him spiritually. Amen. You can certainly touch Jesus spiritually. You can certainly cry out to Lord Jesus. Lord, help me, Lord Jesus. I come to you with such and such and such a situation, Lord God. And I know that you are Lord Jesus and that you can, you can fix this situation. You can get me out of this mess, oh Lord Jesus. And you know that if you just reach out and touch the hem of his garment, so to speak, you know that your situation will be made whole. Do you believe that? That Jesus can solve all of your problems, any of your problems. Okay. She pushed forward and she said, hey, if, if, if I can just touch his garment, I shall be made whole. 22. But Jesus turned him about and when he saw her, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Underline that, please. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Okay. So the mere fact that she had enough faith to reach out there and touch him, this is what initiated the healing process. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Okay. So her faith activated her belief system, her strength of belief and her faith. This activated the healing process. So when you activate, when, when, you, when you demonstrate that faith and have in your heart of heart that the fact that you believe and you know that Jesus can, 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 can render that situation harmless, whatever it is that's coming against you, Jesus can render it harmless and you reach out to touch him and you believe that and have faith in that fact, then that process, the healing process starts. The healing process comes about. The healing process becomes immediate for that thing that's in your life. Amen. 23 says, and when Jesus came into the ruler's house, when Jesus came into the ruler's house um, and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, give place for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand and the maid rose. Okay. Now what's happening here is that he's going to heal, to heal this maid here. And it says that the maid is not dead, but sleepers. And they laughed into scorn. So these people that were not believers, they didn't think it was possible. Okay. They didn't think it was possible. So they laughed. And it says that, but when the people were put forth, in other words, they were put out of the, the house, the, the built the place where they were. Okay, because he doesn't want people scorning to be in a place where there is healing about to take place, where a miracle is about to take place. Because these people were what? They were non-believers. They were unbelievers. So again, you see the importance of believing. All right? and so, but when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid rose. And the fame hereof went abroad into all, all that land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus, Jesus saith unto them, what did he say? Believe you that I am able to do this? Underline that, please. Believe you that I am able to do this? Okay. Jesus prefaced the whole thing, this whole conversation with something as simple as, do you believe I can do this? Where is your belief system involved here? Okay. And they said unto him, yea, Lord. Okay. So they said, yes, Lord, we do believe. We do believe. Then touched he their eyes, saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Please underline that. According to your faith, be it unto you. Because that is critical. That's very important. 
Okay, he touched them. He, they, he touched their eyes, saying, "According to your faith, be it unto you." And their eyes were opened. And Jesus straightly charged them, saying, "See that no man know it." Okay, all right. So here you see now some other critical words here for us to remember: "According to your faith, be it unto you." All right. So you can say you believe something, but then deep in your heart of hearts, deep within your spirit, do you really believe it? Do you really believe what you just said? I do believe it. Okay. All of the great questions that are asked in, in Scripture and in, in, in the New Testament, this particular question is, is critical. That was asked by the Lord in verse number 28. Okay, okay. Do you believe, believe you that I am able to do that? Okay, that is one of the most important, important uh, statements made in the Bible. Do you believe I can do this? All right. This question should make you think about some of the awesome things that Jesus is able to do for all who believe him. For all who believe him. Okay. You believe in Jesus can do some awesome, awesome, awesome things, okay? And if you picture those two blind men that they, that this, you know, that they described were following Jesus and asking them to have mercy and so forth, and Jesus, Jesus asked them again, I say, do you believe he could give them uh, their, their sight? While he was performing that miracle, it was according to your faith, it will be done. Now, we, we, we must not separate that statement from Jesus' question for, for the two must go together. We can't separate, do you believe, and according to your faith, it will be done, okay? Because while Christ is perfectly able to do things for us, we have to believe, we have to believe if we are to experience his awesome ability in our lives, okay? Okay, the, 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 the level of our faith, according to your faith, it will be done, all right? So you can say you believe, but if in your heart of hearts you don't really believe, then you're not going to activate that miraculous power that Jesus has, all right? According to your faith, it will be done. So I ask you again today, do you believe? Okay. So many times we, we walk around, we go through life, you know, hoping and wondering why things aren't going right and uh, why things happen and, 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 and why I'm praying about a situation. I'm praying for deliverance for someone in the family. You know, you know, I'm, I'm praying for this situation to be managed by God, to be taken away. You know, I pray that this person that's just driving me nuts. Oh, Lord God, will you deal with them? Lord God, will, will, will you make my situation right? You know, and, 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 and boy, yes, I believe God, you can do it. But the level of your faith, according to your faith, be it unto you. Okay, so again, the question is, do you really believe it? Okay. And again, according to even Miriam, Miriam Webster, you, you know, belief is, is, is that where you believe in something as being true, as being truth, as being real. Okay. So, you, so your faith has to be real. Your belief has to be real in your heart of hearts because according to your faith, be it unto you. You can pray all day, you know, to Jesus and so forth and ask God the Father to deliver you. Lord, I mean, Holy Spirit, guide me and so forth. But if you don't believe in your heart of hearts, that any one of them can do any of the things that you're praying about, then it's all a practice in futility. Okay, okay. And, 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 and believing is something that takes... Deep belief can, can almost be something that you really have to, have to kind of work on in some cases. Because it's easy for you to say, yes, I believe. But getting down so that deep in your spirit that you really, really believe sometimes can take some practice. Okay. And, and, and that whole process can work like, you know, yes, I believe something. But then in the very second later, after you say, yes, I believe your, your mind, not your spirit, but your mind, you know, in, in, you know, subconsciously almost starts working as to why that can't happen. 
Even though, you, even though you believe that what God the Father said is true, you believe Jesus can bring you through the situation, your mind, if it's not kept in check, will start calculating all the reasons why it can't happen. Okay. Lord God, I pray that that bank loan is approved. I pray that it's approved, you know. And you, and you read through scripture and the Lord gives you the scriptures indicating to you why, why you should not doubt. Just trust the Lord and trust God. But then on the other side of your brain there, you start calculating, well, gee whiz, now, you know, my, my, my credit rating, you know, is, is a five. <laughs> my credit rating is a five and gee whiz and, and that and this and the other reason and so on and so on. And you, you, you start reasoning away, reasoning away why it can't happen. Amen. Amen. Or as I always talk about that job or that promotion that you're praying about, you believe, you say you believe that God will give it to you. But then on the other hand, on your, in your secret mind back here, you start cal calculating, well, gee, was, I don't have, I don't have the, uh, uh, I don't have the training. I don't have the years of training. I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, you know, you know, I, I, I just don't have the connections and so forth. All right. Okay. So all of that starts going wrong. That's the, that is where your according to your faith, be it unto you, that's where your faith starts dwindling. And according to your faith, be it unto you, if your faith is dropping, 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 then you are negating that belief that you have for the miracle. Okay? You see? You see? So when you say that you believe, you got to stop rationalizing and stop trying to reason all the reasons why you can't believe. Just simply say, yes, I believe. I believe that God heard me. I believe that, 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 that the promise that God made is a done deal. It's done. I will, I, I, I will receive the benefits of that promise. And don't try and figure out why or how. Just believe that what God said is, is so. Okay? If you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then according to your faith, be it unto you. So I say to you again, you know, you know do you believe? You know? God is able to do some awesome things for us, but we must believe him to do them. And the measure of our belief will determine the measure of our experience of his ability, okay? The length and breadth of your belief will determine the length and breadth of you benefiting by the experience that God has to offer you, amen? amen. So do you believe, okay? It's really not complex, but the hardest things for us to really do is to really simply believe, okay? You know, every time you put your key in your lock to your, to, to your house, you don't say, I believe that you got to remember to believe and have faith that it's going to work. You just know that it's going to work. Well, that's where you have to get with God. You just know that God hears your prayers and that God will answer your prayers. You just have to, you don't have to think about it. Amen. Amen. You go to get into your car and, you know, you, you know, and you turn the ignition on and you step on, you just know that that car is going to start up. You don't pray to God every single time you go to start that car because you just know it's going to start all things being equal and it's operating correctly and it's not frozen up because of the cold weather and everything okay but normally what i'm talking about saints of god is that the things in our lives that we take so for granted we take so for granted you know you have direct deposit you know you just take for granted that every single week or month or whatever it is you get paid it's going to be in your bank account you don't go stressing and worrying about it that's where we have to get with god because according to your faith be it unto you Okay, all right, and and without that, you know, knowing that 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 God can indeed bless us and move mountains for us when we pray and and believe Him for it, the measure of our belief will determine the measure of our experience of His ability. Okay, this truth can 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 be stated as follows. You can say it this way: Jesus is able, according to my faith. Jesus is able, 
according to my faith. Okay? According to my faith. Now, let me quickly add that God is sovereign. God is sovereign. Okay? He can do anything he pleases. He can demonstrate his power even sometimes when our faith is not as strong as it, as it, as it should be. Okay, but God will do that in, in times and in ways that, 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 uh, that where, where he is working something and he is doing something and he has a reason for overriding your, let me say, I can say it, where God is kind of overriding your lack of faith. Maybe it's because he's trying to teach you a lesson to show you that he is indeed who he is. Okay, so don't, don't, you know, don't, 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 don't take this message to mean that God is powerless. Okay, God can indeed act even in a person, even with someone who has little faith when God is trying to make it, trying to make a point, let's say, okay? But the fact that Jesus said this and has written many times in scriptures in different words, according to your faith be it unto you, what I just said doesn't negate what Jesus said, okay? Believe you that I am able to do this, then according to your faith be it unto you, okay? So it still comes back to us, okay? Don't go trying to you know, to place a bet now and gamble on the fact, oh, well, I can, I can not have faith and God is still going to do that for me anyway. You know, they, no, that's not what the word of God is telling us. Okay, it's, it's really telling us that we have to have faith. And by that measure of faith that we have, that's the measure by which we shall benefit from what God has to give us. Amen, amen, amen. Nothing can alter that fact, but our actual experience of his saving ability depends upon our coming to God through Jesus Christ. In other words, upon our belief in him alone for salvation. It's the only way we can achieve salvation. Right? Now, if we go to, uh, go to Mark, well, let me see, we may not maybe even have to go to Mark. I'm just going to read the, what Mark says. Well, let me see, Mark 11, we can get there real quickly. Before we run out of time here, Mark 11, Mark 11, verse 24. Okay, Mark 20, Mark 11, uh, Mark 11, verse number 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Again, underline that word, believe. Okay? Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and then you shall have them. Okay? So if you're praying to God for something, you know, and you can't believe the fact that you have received it, you know, then, you know, the chances are very, very, very slim that you're not going to wind up even getting it, having an answer to that prayer. Amen? Amen? And you have to believe it. Okay, and you don't have to when you're praying for something. By the way, you don't have to to go to God, receive, re repeating that same prayer over and over and over again. God heard you the first time. God heard you the first time you set up that prayer. You know, it's a very very simple you know analogy or example. Of, oh Lord God, I, I I need a new pair of shoes for the to go to work with. I need a new pair of shoes. You know, and you set up that prayer, and then the next day you go on and you say, Oh Lord God, I need a new pair of shoes to go to work with. And the next day, you repeat the same prayer. Oh, Lord God, I need a new shirt, new pair of shoes to go to work with. Well, God heard you the first time, okay? And if God answered that prayer, that means that the answer to that prayer is on the way to you to be manifested in, rea in the real world, in the physical world, okay? When God answers a prayer, it doesn't always just show up immediately, okay? It may take hours, days, weeks, or whatever in God's perfect time, okay? But the belief thing comes in, what your prayer, after you send up that first prayer, 
Oh God, I need a new pair of shoes to get to work with. Then the next day what you should pray is, Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for I believe that I have received those shoes to go to work with. The next day, Oh Lord, thank you because I believe that I have received those shoes. And that should be your subsequent prayers. The fact that you're saying to God, I believe that I have received them. Because if God answered that prayer, it's already been answered. It's just a matter of it manifesting in your life. And so all you're doing is you're reinforcing your belief in the fact that you have received those shoes. Okay? And then on that day that you finally do receive them, that's when you jump up and down and say, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because I have received those new shoes in the name of Jesus. I praise you. I magnify thy name and so on. Okay? So all you're doing is in those interim days, those days in between, when you're waiting for those shoes to be manifest in the, in the natural, when you really have them in your hands, you're saying that I believe that I have received them. Okay? And the scripture, 24, therefore I say unto you, what thing, what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them okay not my words the word of god amen so so you have some 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 belief being expressed there okay how much do you believe okay john 20 29 says jesus said to him because you have seen me have you believed blessed are they who did not see and yet believe okay okay john 20 29 matter of fact we can go there real quick too John 20, 29. John 20, 29. Now, this is, this is actually talking about Thomas. You know, um, matter of fact, why don't we back up, back up to 27, verse 27. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing, but believing. Now remember, this is when he appeared in, in the room there, you know, when the doors were closed and they were, were like afraid and after he was, was resurrected and so forth. And Thomas didn't believe that the others had seen him. Okay, so then Jesus made the appearance. And that's where he told him, verse 27 again, Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. Underline that, please. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Okay? So yet you have to believe without seeing. Okay? You have to believe without seeing. That's what activates the hand of God. This is, what's, this is what brings you in line with God's reality. Believing without seeing. Okay? All right? Believing without seeing. The thing that you're praying for, the thing that you're hoping for, the thing that is driving you nuts right now, and you've been praying to God for an answer, and you've been, that you activ activate it, activate God's answer in your life by believing that God has given you the answer, that God has solved the problem, that God is acting in your life. Activate it by believing, okay, okay? By your faith, so it shall be done. Amen? Amen? You cannot get through this construct, through this thing that's called Christianity here. We, we can't really be followers of Christ if we cannot have real, real strong faith and belief in what the Word of God says about Him is true. All right? So again, my question to you is, do you believe? 
And this is something that I can't answer. I mean, I can stand up here and preach to you, you know, seven ways from Sunday and so forth, as they say, and until I'm blue in the face. And, and the bottom line, it all boils down to you. Ask yourself, you know, do I really believe? Starting with the very fundamental act of being a born-again Christian. Do I believe that Jesus, what, that Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for my sins, that God raised him from the dead? Do you believe those very fundamental things? Okay, all right. And if you can't believe that, then you're really, 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 you're, you're on a shaky ground. So starting with that, okay, and then after you believe that fundamental truth, then go through the other things in your life, the other areas of your life, where the Word of God talks so much about how He can, he, he can bring you victory in those other areas of your life. Do you believe that He can? Every time you send up a prayer to Him, do you believe that God has heard your answer and that God will bring about an answer to your prayer? Okay, right. and God always answers prayer. Okay, either it's an out and out yes, okay, or it's an out and out no. And if it's delaying, that means that God is working on something, and there's a reason for it to be delayed. But God will always answer a prayer. Okay, and sometimes God may not answer your prayer the way you are expecting the answer to that prayer. But I guarantee you, according to the Word of God, whatever if you're a born again Christian and you're a child of God, you're one of His children. Whatever He does answer you, it's going to be best for you. It'll be in your very, very, very good interest. Okay? All right? So God always answers prayer. So just remember that, too, in your working on this belief thing in your life. Remember that God will always answer my prayer. I believe it. Okay? And if God doesn't answer my prayer the way I think it should be answered, reconcile yourself to the fact that I believe that God knows what is best for me. And therefore, however God answers my prayer, it will be a good thing. It'll be a good thing. Okay, because God will certainly do whatever he does for you, it's going to be a good thing. All right, so maybe you may not be, be answered, it may not be answered the way you think it should be, but we don't always know what's best for ourselves. But God does. God does. Okay? So kind of just sit back and, and rest in the fact that you know that God is indeed on your side. Okay? Let it be done according to your level of faith. Amen? Let it be done. Paul had the, had the confidence uh, where, he, where he wrote in 2 Timothy 1, 12, uh, For I know whom I have believed. You know? The Lord says to you, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And do you reply, Yes, Lord. Jesus says to you, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And do you reply, Yes, Lord. And I'm asking you right now, Do you believe that God is able to do whatever it is that you need to have done in your life? Do you reply, Yes, I do. Okay? Okay, because then God turns around and says that according to your faith will it be done unto you. Okay, according to your faith be it done unto you. So it all goes back to a very, very fundamental thing again. Again, it's about do you believe? Amen. So I pray that, that, that you will, will think on that. You know, between now and the next time we get together in a podcast here or, or whenever you're going through the week or whatever it is, just ask your, yourself that very basic question, you know, and, and ask yourself in the quietness, in, the, in your quiet time, you know, do I really believe? Simple as that. And then put up a couple of things that may be going on in your life that are uncertain to you and then ask again, do I believe? Okay. Praise God, praise God. I hope this message was a blessing to you, and thank you so much for joining, joining us. Come back again. You can find us at wwwgenesis one one word, genesis1.sermon.net. And when you get to that page, you'll see up in the upper right-hand corner a subscribe button. 
press on that subscribe button and that way you'll be automatically notified when these podcasts are made available. Amen. So praise God again. Thank you so much for joining us and let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've been able to spend with you, Lord. And we pray that these words are kept deeply rooted within our spirits, that they cannot be stolen away as we go through our lives, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let us always remember that you are Lord God Jehovah and that nothing, nothing, nothing is too hard for you to do. Heavenly Father, God, we confess total faith in you, and we shall work on making sure that we really believe in all that you are, in all that you say you are, O Lord God. And we shall believe your words and believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you in the master's name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. So go forth and be blessed, and always remember that Jesus is Lord.